Now, last time, we mentioned that God is the source of all deep and lasting meaning in life. Now, in this episode, we're simply going to explore this a little bit, you know, answer the questions about how was this done, or we'll ask another way, how does living from love help set you free in order to live a life full of meaning? That's what we're going to talk about anyway, here in episode number 15. Now, my name is Charles, and this is the Simple Not Shallow podcast, a podcast for those who want a deeper faith, not a confusing one. And that is what our name, well, it's all about, keeping faith in Christ simple. Well, simple enough that a child like myself can understand it, and yet not so shallow that when the storms of life hit, our faith is forced to run aground. See, it is for those folks, well, who want their faith to be like a very good cup of coffee. Simple, strong, full of flavor, and richly satisfying. Like this cup of Tanzania Peaberry that I have right in front of me now, which, by the way, is immensely satisfying. So, kick back and sip on this. Now, of these two questions, the second one really seems a little more intriguing to me. For we all know that Jesus said he came to give life and that in abundance. And an abundance of life would include purpose, meaning, and worth. Or would it truly be life that is abundant? Now see, the second question is of interest because, well, it explores what this looks like in our daily life. Now last time, we saw how God, from the very get-go created us on purpose and with a purpose, that also from the get-go, it was God alone who was the very source of all our enduring purpose, of our lasting meaning, and of our profound and endless worth. And in this episode, I want to talk about five passages in the Bible that I came across in which Jesus tells us exactly what this looks like. Now, the first passage reads something like this. He who seeks his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Now, right away as I was reading that, I was reminded of Adam and Eve's seeking their own wisdom in the garden, right? Seeking that apart from God. And while they did find something, it was not what they were expecting. And what they lost out on as a result was so much more. But what does that look like today? See, if we seek our own purpose, our own meaning in life, and our own sense of worth, well, apart from God, well, we will indeed find something. But it will also not be what we were expecting. And just like, you know, Adam and Eve, we will lose so much more than we ever find. Well, for instance, suppose I were to seek these things from my job. I mean, we know it is possible that I could find a little bit of each of these things there. Well, at least until the job was gone and I was having difficulty finding a new one. Then suddenly I would have no purpose, would I? There would be no meaning in life and my sense of worth would begin to crumble. Another fine example is seeking these things through attaining some lofty goal. You know, we all hear about being goal-driven today. However, whatever this goal may be, I mean, be it more money, a social status, living independently, or 
attaining some great physical achievement, whatever this goal may be. I mean, as long as we're still striving to reach that goal, we know that we do attain some degree of the satisfaction, right? There's some meaning in life, some purpose we're serving, and we get a great sense of worth as we strive to reach the goal because we're going someplace. And yet, once that goal is reached, we find that what we thought we had is not what we have left. See, there are many, many, many people who have lived this way and have reached some hard-won goal and yet find themselves asking, is this really all there is? Shouldn't there be something more? See, they too did not find what they were expecting. Now, what use is our passage then in relation to any of this? Jesus tells us how to find what we truly are looking for, what we truly want, and he tells us how to avoid wondering, what if there is nothing more? We don't have to ask, is there anything else? See, we do this by giving up on seeking purpose, meaning, and worth for ourselves. To actually give up seeking them altogether. Now, does that sound strange to you? That to find what you want, you must stop looking for it and focus on Jesus alone. And yet, Jesus says that that's how this is done. This is what being set free in order to live a life full of meaning looks like. For Jesus promises that if we do this, we will find all the purpose, meaning, and knowledge of our worth that we could ever want. Or, you know, to use his words, we will find ourselves. Now, the other passages I mentioned are similar to this one, though they do take us a little deeper into the understanding of all that is involved here. This deeper meaning comes as Jesus uses different words in each of them. Well, in the next three passages, he uses the same words, but he changes the words from reading, he who seeks his life, to he who desires to save his life. This new depth comes in his shifting our focus from the actions to the motivations. Similar to what he did when he told us that to simply be angry with somebody is to earn the same judgment as if we murdered them. And the motivation that he mentions here is the motivation of the self. See, this is a motivation that is focused only on your self-satisfaction. That is, on the desire for you to achieve your right to yourself. Well, it's like he's saying, stop being so myopic. Myopic? Myoptic. My. Anyway, stop being focused on yourself. For it is only when you are selflessly giving yourself away to me and to others, he says, that you find yourself. Now, he is saying that by shifting your motivation off of taking care of number one, you know, by losing yourself in love. And and here that's a reference to the first and second great commands, as listed in Matthew, that you will find out who you truly are and you will find out that it is another, Jesus, who is providing everything that you need, which includes a profound sense of worth, a never-ending purpose, well, and all the meaning in your life that you could ever want or need. Now, How do I know this involves love? Well, I see this in the final of those five passages. For this is where, you know, Jesus changes the wording one last time. Well, he changes the words from 
uh, he who desires to save his life, to he who loves his life. See, he says it this way. He says, he who loves his life will lose it, but he who hates it in this world will keep it. Now, the phrase here, hates his life, was simply their way of saying to love something less than something else, not actually to hate it. I mean, it's a use of words much like we would use negative words today to mean something good, such as if we were to say, that concert was sick. You know, meaning, of course, that the concert was not just good, it was great. It was off the charts great, right? Well, so too here, the meaning is not that he hates his own life, but that he who loves me, meaning Jesus, more than his own life, will keep it, will keep it forever. Which, surprise, surprise, comes right back to loving God with our entire being and our neighbors as ourselves. Which are the two greatest commandments ever given. And once again, we see that, you know, all of God's teachings do spring from them. So, back to our original questions. How does Jesus bring us a meaningful life? And how does living from love help set you free in order to live a life full of meaning? Well, he does this as his love frees you from the tyranny of yourself. See, his love frees you to love him and to focus on him alone, the one who is the only source of deep purpose, lasting meaning, and profound worth for your life. Now, in light of this, love simply, love wisely, love well, and allow yourself to be shown all the meaning, purpose, and worth that God has already given to your life, that he has placed upon you. Well, what do you think? I'd love to hear from you, so please go to simplenotshallow.com and under the Simple Not Shallow podcast section, find this episode number 15 and leave me a comment there. Also in the show notes, as always, I will list all the verses that I referenced in the order and at the location in the transcript that I post at which I referenced them. That way, well, you can check me out, make sure I'm not making any of this up, or that I'm out in left field. See, I am a very creative individual, but I never want to be that creative. Also, please take a second and rate this episode and subscribe to this podcast through the podcast service of your choice. You know, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whichever service you prefer. Well, that way, you can take this podcast with you wherever you want to go. So thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. And I'll catch up with you next time.